Welcome, ladies and gents, to the premiere episode of the AEW Insider. This is your one-stop spot for anything AEW, DLE, what have you. I'll be your host, Lee Bentz, and I thank you for taking this journey with me. Uh, we will cover other wrestling organizations if there's, you know, pay-per-views, major news, what have you. But this is mainly for the elite and AEW. Uh, you can definitely check us out on Anchor plus other major, major podcast providers. We also are AEW Insider on YouTube where I do a weekly video. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we do get our stories, gossip facts from various sources online and in print to name a few. The Wrestling Observer. Wrestle Talk, Cultaholic, Sam Not Sam Roberts, the PW Insider, Bleacher Report, and many more. Whenever we know where the source, where the info comes from, we will give props to them. Uh, definitely, also, if you want anything all WWE, check out Jobber Jabber Wrestling Universe on Anchor Podcasting, and he also has some videos on YouTube. Uh, Two Tooth and his crew over there do an amazing job covering everything WWE, and they're also on Facebook and Twitter. Now, if you're looking for everything all NWA, definitely check out Adam Rotella. He hosts 10 Pounds of Podcast on YouTube. The guy is a beast, a workhorse. He does a show Monday through Friday, two to three times a day. He is dedicated, so definitely check him out. All right, so let's get the AEW news. Uh, there was a lot of big news this week. I think the biggest info is that the GOAT, Chris Jericho, dropped on Busted Open Radio. He stated that he would not have signed a deal if a TV deal was not in order. Other people think that they're not going to get a TV deal, that AEW is just going to be a big bust. It's not going to happen. He said that he's seen two major deals for a two-hour live, two live show on major cable networks. So for all the AEW naysayers and haters, there you go. He also claimed that Vince and him had a conversation before he signed about him going to AEW, and it went very well. Uh, so, I mean, that's good that Vince isn't mad at him. So he says anyway. But, you know, Vince always takes anybody back in the future. So I think they'll be on good terms. Uh, today with Jericho 2 on Twitter, there was a, a hilarious meme drop. It was actually a fake cologne commercial. It was called The Goat. And the tagline for it says, we'll go anywhere, literally. I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, now on to Kenny Omega, the biggest name in sports entertainment right now. It is not confirmed, but we all know deep down that he and his boys are going to AEW. He turned down a major money offer from WWE. I mean, major. But Omega knows that it's not about the money. He wants to have... Uh, excuse me, complete control over his character. He does not want an insane schedule from what he just came from. Uh, and then it dropped that also Koto Ibushi and him will reform the Golden Lovers in AEW. So that means that either they're going to be working side by side with New Japan or when Ibushi's contract is up, he's going to go over to AEW also. Now that's awesome because the Golden Lovers and both of them on their own are amazing. Then it was also revealed by numerous sources, but I believe the first was the Wrestling Observer, that the deals that were given to the elite, such as Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, what have you, were, they were offered contracts. Their contracts were almost as good as AJ Styles, and you know he's one of the top performers, if not the top, in the WWE right now. They were actually going to give them their own elite show on the WWE Network. Hangman Page was also offered a deal. He was going to get main roster money, but he was going to be NXT and he was going to be a major star. They also offered them a major storyline from now to WrestleMania. 
And after they had a long back and forth with Triple H, they declined, but they kept lines open. It ended on a good note, which is good for everybody. That's a big step for WWE. I love Vince, but I can't wait for him to focus on the XFL so Hunter can have more control. The WWE product will be a lot better off in his hands. Now, this week, Cody and the Bucks put out a quick video on YouTube because there are a lot of fake AEW accounts out there. They wanted their official account names put out there to fans so they weren't getting duped or confused getting fake news. Now, I noticed that when Cody gave the name for their Twitter account, he messed it up himself. The Twitter account is AEW Wrestling on, uh, excuse me, Twitter. He goes to say just A Wrestling on Twitter. So, I mean, I love Cody to death, but he definitely defeated the whole purpose of the video on that one because they gave their own name out. All right. Uh, now, Pro Wrestling Tees also has the sweetest AEW gear. They dropped a new AEW beanie hat, which is too sweet. I'm ordering mine this week. So definitely check them out for all great products. Uh, let me see. And then Brandy Rose, when she was at the, excuse me, the press conference, she said that she wanted to be with the fans and what they said about the chief brandy officer t-shirt being made because she is the chief branding officer. I checked the website today. They already have one made and put up. Uh, also, they have a new Jericho shirt put up also. So, I mean, it's really, really great. Those guys are quick and they're great for wrestling gear. Um, I covered the press conference on my YouTube show earlier this week. It is the AEW Insider. Definitely like and subscribe it and show brother some love. I will touch on a few points that came after. Uh, a lot of fans that wore AEW gear to the SmackDown show live were actually turned away, which is insane. And then the people working the show noticed that it got out in the internet and went viral, so they changed their minds and they let them in. You can't be doing that. When fans pay their hard-earned money to get into a show, it doesn't matter what they're wearing. You let them in. If you want to block it out, more power to you. But you can't turn them away. It's just ridiculous. And then I also heard that Vince was not very happy at all. At the end of the AEW press conference, if you watched it during, they had a huge pyro show. It was top of the line. But at the end, pyro went off all around the stadium. I mean, it was like WrestleMania up there, pyro. So Vince was down there a couple blocks away flipping out. All right, so like I said, I don't want to talk about the press conference too much, but we'll talk about their roster real quick for AEW, who they have signed so far, and rumors about who want to go there. Right now for the male wrestlers, they have Cody Rhodes, The Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, Hangman Adam Page, uh, SCU, which includes Christopher Daniels, Frank Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. They also have Joey Janela, MJF, which is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. They also have ex-WWE star Pac. He was Neville in WWE. Now, that's a big get because WWE kept paying him for a while after he quit and he was still under contract and they were going back and forth and he would not go back with them. And he signed with AEW. And you could tell by the press conference that him and Hangman Page are going to have the first big feud for the major title of that promotion. We also have wrestlers called Sima, El Lindemann, T-Hawk, and Takahiro Yamaro. Now, uh, Brandy did touch on it that they're going to have a huge female wrestling side of it also. Right now, they only have three so far, which includes herself, Dr. Britt Baker, Adam Cole Bebe's wife in real life, and Penelope Ford. Now, rumored that people who want to go to AEW when their contracts are up or when they're able to are big stars like Dalton Castle from Ring of Honor, Bill Goldberg, even talks of AJ Styles himself. 
We know that Gallows and Anderson, ex-Bullet Club members, have been unhappy because they're being underused on WWE television. So it's rumored when their contracts are up, they're definitely going to go over. You know, Marty Skrull is definitely going to go over. But he signed the Ring of Honor, I think, until June or about six more months. And Jim Ross is also going to go to them, too, once his contract is up. Then you can also count on Kota Ibushi following his boy, uh, excuse me, Kenny Omega. Also, Zack Ryder is rumored because they're underusing him. My main favorite current wrestler right now, Dolph Ziggler. And many other wrestlers who are unhappy when their contracts end soon. So that right now is all for AEW. Now today, NXT had an amazing pay-per-view. Uh, it was the NXT UK, I should say, anyway. I always like the NXT pay-per-views because those guys go all out. They're usually better than, uh, excuse me, the main roster pay-per-views. And this one did not let us down. It opened up the pre-show for their tag team UK championships, which was Mustache Mountain against Zach Gibson and James Great. Excuse me, Drake. It was an awesome match. It had a bunch of great spots, and the crowd was going nuts numerous times. Uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake defeated Mustache Mountains and took the belt. I like Mustache Mountain, but the one guy on there is a little bit older, and he's not going to be around too much longer, in my opinion. And Tyler Bate needs to break off and go solo, because, I mean, that kid was, like, the youngest champion ever, like, 20-something years old in the UK, and he's a star in the making. All right, after that, it was supposed to be Travis Bate and Jordan Devlin. Now, Devlin attacked Bate backstage and messed up his knee really bad. The doctors checked him out, but he was still cleared to wrestle. As he was coming out to the ring, Devlin attacked him again and finished him off. He wasn't able to wrestle after that, so the referees and the medical staff took him to the back. Uh, the, uh, excuse me, the management and all that from NXT UK came out, and they said they figured he would do something like that, and they had a backup plan. Next thing you know, the place went completely black, and oh my god, Finn Balor's music hit. The place erupted. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Finn Balor, WWE major Monday Night Raw star, came out to take on Devlin. It was an awesome match. They went back and forth, but then Finn Balor, of course, took him out with the coup de grace, and, uh, you know, he won. The place went nuts. After that, they did show Luke Menzies in between commercials. He's a new signee. You know how they always show new talent in the audience in between matches. So he was the first that they did show. Then it was a great match. I mean, I think one of the best of the night. It was Eddie Dennis against Dave Mastiff. Now, you see Mastiff. He is a beast. The guy is huge, but he can move light as a feather. He's actually 323 pounds. He reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow. There's no way that guy should be able to move like he does in a ring, but I'm glad he does. Uh, what Mastiff has inside, uh, excuse me, Eddie, Eddie Dennis definitely made up in height and speed, and he had strength. That guy is ridiculously tall, and he showed his power off in the match. Uh, they went all out. They had kendo sticks, you exposed the floor, used steel steps, tables, chairs, what have you. Uh, Eddie Dennis, like I said, showed his power, which I didn't even know he had. Like, he dominated a lot of the match, and he took the big man on. But at the end, Massive did his cannonball, one of his signature moves, and put Dennis through a table and finished him off and took the win. And between that match, they did show two female new signees. Uh, they were actually in a May Young second tournament. One was Kaylee Ray, and the other was Jazzy Gabbard. So you know they're coming, and they're going to start at NXT UK really soon. After that, it was the NXT UK Women's Championship match. It was Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. 
Now, I'm a huge fan of Tony Storm. That chick is amazing in the ring, and I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Tony, if you're ever in the States, especially Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Philly, call me. Uh, Rhea Ripley is a beast, though. She is very, very tall, very muscular, and that chick looks like she could dominate any female on the roster and a couple of the guys. Uh, it was a decent match, a lot of back and forth, but in the end, Tony Storm hit her with the Storm Zero, pulled out the win, and finally got her revenge. Because, I mean, leading up to it, Rhea Ripley really, really put it through the ringer. She damaged her back really bad, what have you, when she won the belt originally. And I think in reality that Ripley would eat her for breakfast. She'd rip her apart. But I was still glad that Storm won, and I think she's going to carry that championship really well. Uh, after that, it was the United Kingdom World Championship, the NXT's main title. It was Jeff Kofi versus Pete Dunne. Now, Pete Dunne has been a champ for like over 600 days, the bruiser weight, and that guy's awesome. Whenever he's in a match, you know it's going to be a good time. Uh, Kofi came out with his entourage. Uh, the match started off pretty slow. Dunne worked his joints and his finger early because Kofi is a lot bigger. Uh, he worked his joints and his finger because he knew if he did that, Kofi would have a hard time getting a hold of him. The match was crazy physical, and Kofi gave Dunn one of the craziest power bombs that I've ever seen. He did it outside the ropes, right on the ring, a mat. It was insane. I've seen people do the mo excuse me moves on the outside using a ring mat, but I've never seen a full-on power bomb. I don't even know how Dunn got up. Uh, then a little bit after that, Kofi threw Dunn off the top rope by his feet, the top turnbuckle, right to the mat. It was ridiculous. But in the end, the Bruiserweight did retain the title. Uh, excuse me, barely, I should say. The two pushed it to the limit. Dunn celebrates in the ring, and Walter, the huge NXT UK star, came out. The crowd just kept going nuts, saying, Walter, Walter. He made his appearance. He made his way to the ring. Him and Dunn were staring at each other. Uh, then Kofi tried getting back into the ring. Walter just gave him a big boot, took him right back out of the ring. Dunn and Walter kept staring at each other. They had a little sign of respect. Walter walked out of the ring, and they just stared each other down until he went backstage. And then a bruiserweight got to celebrate the way he should have officially inside the ring, retaining his title for hopefully another 600 days. That guy's awesome. Uh, like I said, this is all elite, so I really don't like doing WWE, what have you, you know, other promotions, because there are other new sources that are way better doing that. But after this commercial break, we'll definitely get back to it. All right, we're back. We're going to touch on WWE real quick. Uh, there was big news. They did register a trademark called When Worlds Collide for a pay-per-view. Some thought it would be a SmackDown vs. Raw type thing, but they already do that with Survivor Series. I myself thought it would be them working with other promotions like New Japan or something like that, like they used to do with ECW. But come to find out, it's going to be a three-way promotion. It actually features talent from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. They're picking so many people from each one, and they're going to go all at it in a huge tournament. It should be awesome, because the smaller brands always bring it. Uh, one of the people in there from 205 is TJP, TJ Perkins. Uh, he didn't even know he was in a tournament until a fan on Twitter actually told him. He tweeted to him. TJ made a smart comment. Then he looked it up, I guess, and he was like, oh, man, I am in the match. So he tried covering up saying, I got to stop playing these video games and uh, start paying attention pretty much because he's known for playing video games, what have you. But, I mean, that's going to be awesome. Uh, and some of the names that were listed to be in it were already removed or replaced for various reasons. So I'm not going to touch on it too much, but I will keep you mo uh, posted when it is more final. 
Uh, on Raw, the Hulkster came back this week to show dedication to Mean Gene. I loved him as a child, and I loved Hollywood Hogan. But after that racial crap that he pulled, I do not care if I ever see him again. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. They need to get the Hulkster out of there. You should have stayed home. It would only be good if he reunites the NWO and if they don't drop the ball again like they did last time. Uh, real quick, last night I just put on my PS4 virtual reality headset and they have an app on there called Virtual Reality Now. Uh, they always have WWE pay-per-views. They're in virtual reality. If you didn't notice, when you're watching any of a, a WWE major television event, even if it's a Raw, as long as it's live and it's recorded, look at the top of the two ring posts. You'll see a metal box, and on the same side that they're on, on the ringside area, there'll be another black box with two cameras. Those are actually recording for virtual reality. And when you watch it, it is like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, you're literally in there. You've seen an Climbing a rope, jumping off the rope, getting smashed into the rope. It's ridiculous. Uh, I watched some clips of Survivor Series first in virtual reality, which is really, really great. But what blew my mind is when I put back on NXT's War Games from 2018. I have to say, the match was amazing. I forgot how good it was. I mean, I'm a little biased because Undisputed, I love them. You know, Adam Cole, Bebe. And I follow Red Dragon and Roderick Strong forever since Ring of Honor and the Indies. But man, that match blew my mind. I know it's a bold statement, but I will say that was the best match of 2018. It was the Undisputed against Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders. If you haven't watched it or if you have watched it, definitely watch it again because I'm telling you, it was the best match all all the last year uh i'm not really going to go over any more raw or smackdown like i said there's other people who handle that but would we'll definitely return on big pay-per-views returns or rumors now on the new japan pro wrestling even though the elite left new japan and ring of honor the bullet club is alive and stronger than ever uh, the Elite, of course, at Wrestle Kingdom 13, lost all their major matches because they were starting in AEW, so they have to pass the torch on to the people that are going to be staying in New Japan, which I knew that, which was coming. Uh, Jay White and Okada's match, I pretty, I, it was the best match of the night. And not even because of what they did in the ring, but Okada actually returned to his old character that night at Wrestle Kingdom 13, and the place went absolutely nuts. The spots they pulled in it were just crazy. It was definitely a good time. Uh, the night after they had the New Year's Dash show, it was pretty decent. Uh, now that the Elite is gone, other talents will have a chance to shine, and I love how New Japan does. They will run some events for a month straight while keeping score and then crowning a winner, like the best of the Super Junior Tournament or their tag team tournament they put on. Plus it kicks anus because they can curse in the ring and backstage. You have not seen anything more raw or funnier than the post-match interviews that go on backstage. It's definitely not for kids. But after Wrestle Kingdom, there was about an hour and 15 minutes of promos from all the wrestlers. They are excellent. You can see them and many more and other great ones on YouTube. So if you've never seen N N excuse me, New Japan's post-match interviews, you got to check them out. It'll blow your mind what they can get away with and what they could say in ring and backstage. Now, NWA will move on to. They're doing really big things. I love how Billy Corgan is taking it slow. They just had a pop-up event last week, and it was really, really good. People like to diss David Arquette because he, because he is an actor and they don't think he's real. But I'll tell you, he is 100% dedicated. He's paying his dues and, he, dues, and he had a really good showing. 
Um, he was supposed to team up with a mystery tag partner and take on jo Josephus and his advisor. It was a hair versus hair match. Whoever lost got his head shaved. Uh, Tim Storm, the original new NWA champion who started the 10 pounds of gold after Billy Corgan bought it, made his return and was David Arquette's partner. They actually beat Josephus and his advisor, and they actually cut Josephus's hair and beers, which is really, I, that guy's dedicated to, I'm telling you, he had a beautiful head of locks and a great beard, and I can't even believe that he went that far and cut it off, but you do it for the sport you're in, for the love of the sport, and literally leading up to it, they cut some of the best online promos on Twitter, YouTube, what have you, that I've seen in a long time. It was very good stuff, NWA. Uh, Nick Aldis also retained his 10 pounds of uh, gold, of course. Uh, what a great champion is. In my opinion, he is what a champion should be and look like and how they should carry themselves. Uh, Ring of Honor news, there was nothing really, really major this week, to be honest. All right, well, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. We will see you guys next week. Definitely look for me. I'm the AEW Insider. We'll be doing a podcast once a week. Again, it's on Anchor and other major podcasts providing sites like Apple Music, what have you. Uh, definitely check out our weekly YouTube show, the AEW Insider on YouTube. And it's also the AEW Insider on Facebook and Twitter. All the elite, all the time. Uh, if, Like I said, if you want to check out WWE, definitely check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. They used to do YouTube shows. They're going to start them up again, but you can check their old ones out. And they do a podcast at least twice a week on Anchor and other major podcast providers. And like I said, for everything all NWA, definitely check out Adam Rotella. He's on YouTube, Twitter, what have you. He's under 10 pounds of podcasts. So I hope you guys enjoyed this premiere show. I hope you guys are going to return and take this journey with me. Like I said on my YouTube video, if you don't let me down, I won't let you down. I'm a huge, huge wrestling fan. I go to all local live events with my daughter, what have you. We got big things coming up, like WrestleMania week. We'll be there. We'll be at the Ring of Honor Super Show the night before, plus access for two days. So I'll be making videos, doing podcasts during what have you. Uh, SmackDown's coming to town March 5th. I'm going to see if I can squeeze that in. And hopefully when this takes off, we can get some interviews while we're there. So I do want to thank you very much for joining me. I hope you join me again next week. And remember, it is the AEW Insider on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Anchor. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so, so much for listening.